0: Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you wanna create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over a hundred pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, If you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Benton. Today, we are talking about breaking through the areas where we feel like we are repeatedly failing. I have a few of those myself. (laughs) I'm going to share my strategies and what's been working for me. And I also want to talk about some of the areas that you guys have told me you feel like you are continuously failing in. And, you know, failing can be a tough word, Don't read more into it. I'm just referring to that sense that we've let ourselves down. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it's only a failure if you give up, if you stop trying. But that doesn't take away from the fact that we can still feel like we've dropped the ball. We can still feel like we've let ourselves down. What do we do when there is an area of our lives where we feel like we're just continuing to struggle, continuing to not follow through. How do we finally get out of that pattern? Because I know there's people listening who, who feel like they've been in that pattern for decades. So what do we do to change things up and break free? And maybe you're listening and you're like, no, I was in a good space a few months ago and I'm just really having a hard time getting back there. The strategies we're going to talk about apply to both the very long-term situations and the more recent, maybe your your lifestyle has changed, your job, the kids are going back to school, whatever. First thing I want to make sure to remind you of before I forget, I have a totally free workbook on creating consistency that you can sit down with and really apply to yourself. It takes it beyond learning and really goes to having it be meaningful in your life, in your circumstances, in your patterns, in your mindsets. You can get it. It's totally free just go over to my Instagram. That's the only place you can get it right now. And you can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Open up one of my recent posts and just comment with the word guide, only the word guide, and it'll go directly to your DMs. And also if you follow the prompts in your DMs, it'll also go to you via email. So you can check that out over to my Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Open up one of my recent posts, not stories, comment with the word guide, and it'll go right to you. Okay, so one of the big strategies that is not a sexy strategy, and most people don't want to do it because it feels like a step backwards, but it's not. It is not a step backwards. That is a story that is a limiting belief that is holding you back. When you're in this place where you feel like you're tired of failing, set the standard smaller. Do less. Commit to doing less. I'm going to talk about this in a few minutes, but one of the areas where, eh, we'll just talk about it now. One of the areas where I feel like I was just failing myself over and over and over. And what that means to me is I just wasn't following through. I would have a plan and most days I wasn't executing the plan. And it wasn't because I was saying things like, I don't even care. It was because I don't have time today or I'll do it tomorrow. Or, you know, I did this other thing instead. But at the end of the day, I still felt down about it because I wasn't following through. And it was around working out. Specifically, for a while, I had been in such a great place with getting 10,000 steps a day. And I felt really great when I was doing it. It wasn't my only workout, but it was kind of this baseline of movement that felt really important to me. Then, when the girls, when the twins um, started napping less, because they're a year old now. It it had been easier when they were napping four times a day to get that window of time in. Now, between work and the fact that they're only napping twice a day and they're not napping at the same time Roman's napping, it got harder. And I was in this place where several weeks went by and I'm like, come on, Elizabeth, get it together. What I decided to do was make the movement goal a lot smaller. And I understand that when our egos get involved, that can feel like failure. But what I did was I asked myself, what is something that's basically too small to fail with? Because it's easy, because it's accessible, because really nothing meaningful can get in the way of it. And so I decided to do a five-minute imam every day. EMOM just stands for every minute on the minute. And what that would look like is every minute on the minute for five minutes, I would do five push-ups. And it felt too small to fail because I can do five push-ups and because I could do it no matter what was going on around me. Like the kids could be crawling around and crawling on me and I could still do five push-ups on the minute every minute for five minutes. I could do it before bed, I could do it before the kids wake up. I could do it during nap time. I could do it when all three kids are sitting at the table having lunch. Like it, it just is so small that it was easy to execute. And what it allowed me to do was just create a little momentum and break out of this pattern of trying to do the same thing every day, even though it's not working. There's a story that I tell all the time. You're probably like, oh, we know Elizabeth about teeth flossing. There was this study, they divided the people into two different groups. One group, they instructed to floss all their teeth every day. The other group, they instructed to just floss one tooth every day. The group that got the instruction to floss only one tooth was actually more successful in flossing all their teeth because the resistance to action was less. You think about flossing one tooth, and you're like, whatever, I can floss one tooth. That's one second. Now, obviously, flossing all your teeth doesn't take a ton of time, but still, there was less resistance to action for flossing one tooth. And so that's often the most important step is just removing that resistance to action. This is why last Saturday, this past Saturday, when I was doing a Q&A episode, one of the questions was around, I'm really trying to stop eating after dinner and I'm not being successful in that. What should I do? And I said, change the target. Maybe The first step isn't, I need to white knuckle this pattern of not eating after dinner, but the pattern is, I can eat as much as I want after dinner of these things, right? And you define what these things are. Maybe it's only whole foods. Maybe it's only protein sources. Maybe it's whatever. Doesn't matter. But you remove the resistance. All of a sudden, it doesn't feel like as much of a chore because now you know, like, hey, if I get hungry or I get snacky or I want to watch something while I watched or want to eat something while I watch TV, like, I can do that. A lot of this pattern breaking where you feel like you're tired of failing is removing the resistance. Another big piece of it is getting much more specific. I asked a couple of people who reached out to me about this. I said, tell me where you feel tired of failing. Like, what does that look like for you? And somebody said, I'm really tired of failing with my nutrition. She said, every day I feel like I'm telling myself I'll eat healthy and then I don't. You know, I might start out strong and then the wheels fall off or I make some excuse for why tomorrow is the day that I'll start. And what I said to her was, are you prepared for this goal? Are you prepared? And her answer was, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Are you prepared? This is part of specificity. It's not enough to have an intention. Are you prepared? What would it look like to be a little bit more prepared this week? You know, one of the things that I talk about a lot in terms of small steps for making nutritional improvements is starting the day with protein, getting 20 or 30 grams, ideally 30 grams of protein in the morning. Well, that's not prepared, right? That, that's not what prepared looks like. And, and maybe even planning out, here are five breakfast options that reflect 20 to 30 grams of protein, that's not prepared. That's a little more prepared than not having any ideas, but that's just having a more detailed plan. What does it look like to be prepared? Did you make sure the night before that you have the protein and you have whatever you mix it with and it's all set out and it's ready to go for you? Or did you make a frittata ahead of time that all you need to do is cut into and reheat in the morning? Are you prepared? What would it look like to be a little more prepared this week? But also along the lines of this goal of, you know, I tell myself I'm going to eat healthy and then I don't do it. Be a lot more specific. It's not either I ate healthy today or I didn't, pick a single small piece of that to start with. Maybe that piece is, I'm gonna have 30 grams of protein with every breakfast, period, that's where I'm starting. I'm not focused on lunch, I'm not focused on dinner, I'm not focused on snacking, I'm not focused on after dinner, this is the piece. And if you're telling yourself that that's a step back, that's just a story, it's not objectively true, that is a belief, that is a label, it's not a helpful label, it's certainly not one that serves you, now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, okay, 30 grams of protein for breakfast. I can do that. What does that look like? I want to empower you to to Google it and to do the work, but I'll give you a couple of, of examples because this is one that I personally do myself. Um, two eggs and half a protein shake, because about an egg is roughly six grams of protein. So if you have two eggs, that's 12 grams of protein. If you're like, ah, oh, I don't do protein shakes. Okay, you can do three eggs and you can do some Greek yogurt, One of the small cups of Faye Total, the plain Greek yogurt, is 14 grams of protein. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll, if I'm not in an egg mood, I don't know if I, I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes I get in a mood where like eggs don't sound good to me, um, especially when I'm pregnant, which I'm not pregnant, but even still, sometimes eggs sound amazing. Sometimes they don't, but I like having options that don't include eggs. Plus um, my kiddos, Piper and Charlie are both allergic to eggs, so. That's not always on the breakfast docket for anybody. Um, but you can do a small cup of faya. I'll add some protein powder into that. Or I'll have a protein smoothie alongside of that. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go about it. My husband likes to do steak and eggs for breakfast. That's a real easy way to get in 30 grams of protein. So really break it down into smaller pieces. Something like eating healthy is way too big and too broad to really set you up for success in preparation or having it be very, very actionable as a starting point. Maybe you can relate to what I was saying of feeling like you're tired of failing at getting more fit. You have these intentions to work out. Maybe you have the stuff at home or you have the gym membership, but you're still not doing it consistently. Well, one of the other moves I made, I hired a trainer. Now, I know full well That is a financial luxury. But here is how I see it. So one, and it varies depending on like where you work out and what area of the country you live in and all of these different things. But just as a sake of example, to just be very transparent, to work out for an hour with my trainer is $70. For a lot of people are like, that's a ton of money. But is building muscle and improving my fitness worth $70 to me? Is that return on longevity? Is that worth it for me? And everybody's going to have a different answer there. And I'm not here to judge your answer. But for me, yeah, absolutely. If that helps me to do it and know that I'm going to get in that workout and know that I have eyes on me and know that I have somebody depending on me to show up at that time, that is worth it for me. Sometimes I think we dismiss things that would make it easier to take action. Because we're like, well, I don't want to spend money when I could do it myself. Yeah, but if you're not doing it yourself, and you've been struggling for 10 years, spend the money. I want to acknowledge, because I know that emails will come, that even in my own life, there are people that have very, very different financial situations for me. But here's a fundamental belief that I have, and it's okay if you do not share it. But a fundamental belief that I have is that I can come up with $100, because I can sell a piece of furniture, I can sell stuff that we don't use anymore, I can put my clothes on consignment that I wasn't gonna wear anyway because we all have things in our home, in our closet, in our whatever, that we don't use. You can have a yard sale and you can generate $100. You can create something that you put up on Etsy or Printable or whatever, and you can make $100. And if you believe that you cannot make $100, then I think that that's an area where you have some room for expanding your perspective because regardless of your time and regardless of your access, We have to be able to generate $100 as needed. But think of this. If you have been saying, well, I don't want to pay for that because I can do it myself, and you're ignoring the fact that you haven't been doing it yourself for decades, like, come on. The time is going by, and it's going to cost you a whole lot more if you get sick, if you get injured, if your state of health causes complications for you than you would have ever Paid somebody who supports you in making positive progress. Look at the area where you want to create change and start in a way that it feels impossible to fail, right? Silly small, because something is better than nothing every single time. Every single time a lot of times people will say like, I, I really want to have a side hustle or a business and I'm struggling with getting it off the ground because I feel really overwhelmed. Overwhelmed to me is a sign that you're not being specific. And I feel overwhelmed in my business all the time. And when I do, I remind myself that specificity really helps me get past overwhelm. I'll give you an example from my own business. I wanted to... Uh, Get this new new program set up, okay? You guys know I've been talking about 10x mindset and uh, a really action based way to have people 100x their results in a short period of time by becoming a, a better thinker in a in a really action oriented way. But the truth of the matter is, behind the scenes, there's like a thousand different pieces that have to be created. To launch something new. And for those of you that didn't know, it hasn't always been this way with Primal Potential, but in this season of Primal Potential, I am a sole business person. I do not have a team. I have at different points, but at this point with young kids and stuff, it just doesn't make sense for me to try to be managing people um, and coordinating schedules. So it's just me. And it felt very overwhelming and I was putting it off because it felt like so much work. So what I did was I defined all of the pieces. I go through this with my clients in the consistency course pretty much daily. What are all of the steps? I have to come up with a name. I have to come up with an outline. I have to figure out how it's delivered. I have to figure out where it's hosted. I create a a wait list. Even creating a wait list has probably 10 different sub steps to it. I have to create a sales page. That has 10 different sub-steps and then I break out all of those sub-steps. So for a sales page what do I want it to convey? What do I want it to look like? What is the exact copy? And that goes through like multiple steps in and of itself. Brainstorm. Draft one. Draft two. Give it to a friend. Get their feedback. Make adjustments. Hire a designer like a freelance designer to design the page. Then when I get that, hire somebody who can build it. If I can't build it myself, there's so many little pieces. And then once I have all those pieces, which piece am I going to work on today? And what work am I going to do? So often we're not taking action because we haven't broken it down into many pieces. And I see this all the time when people say like I want to eat healthy. That's like me saying I want to write a course. I want to create a course. You have to know what all of the granular granular substeps are. So that it's a lot easier to get into action when you have time to be in action. There are things that we feel like we're dropping the ball with around our home. Example from my life, I have needed to schedule this appointment for the twins and I keep putting it off. Like I know that they're allergic to eggs, but I need to do allergy testing with them. And I've had the paper with the phone number to call on my counter for like a week and a half. And every day I'm like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call. And it just feels disappointing when I don't do it. And not only that, one thing turns into five things really quickly because I didn't get the one done. And every day, some little task like that comes up. So then after a week or two weeks, it feels like there's all these little things that I need to do. And then it feels overwhelming. It wasn't overwhelming, but now it is because I've been putting it off. Here's what I do. I assign it a specific time if it can't be broken into smaller pieces. Calling and scheduling an appointment for the girls isn't gonna be broken into smaller pieces, especially when I already have the phone number that I need to call. So I assign it a time, but I make sure it's a time where there's not resistance. So for example, if I just arbitrarily assign it to 10 a.m. today, it could be that all three kids are screaming and then it doesn't happen at 10. So I assign it to a time when I know there will be very little resistance. In my life, that means on my drive to the gym to work out with my trainer, I will make this phone call because I know nobody's gonna be in the car with me. I know I'm gonna be in the car at that time. I know I'm gonna have cell reception on the drive between my house and the gym. I call at that time. Don't just have these things piling up and piling up with no plan, with no strategy, with no self-awareness. And then what could have been very easily actionable is just overwhelming and falls into this narrative that like, you don't get things done. Sometimes it feels like I'm failing around my house. And I hear that a lot. Like, I, I don't keep up. I get behind. Uh, if I'm crushing it in this area, I feel like my house goes to crap. Here's a mistake that that I've seen a lot of my clients make that I can really relate to in the sense of like, everything's in chaos. And we just generalize we generalize making it seem like a bigger deal and also making it seem harder to solve. Everything's a disaster. That's when I say, okay, what's a disaster? List it out. What's a disaster? Then I say the girl's closet's a disaster. The pantry's a disaster. The room's a disaster. My room's a disaster. Okay, let's start with one of those. The pantry. Why is it a disaster? Because it's not organized. okay. What are the steps to getting it organized? And I break them out. Like the first thing would be to take out everything that needs to be thrown away. The second thing would be to take out everything that I'm not gonna use because that either needs to be thrown away or it needs to be donated. Then there would be some kind of organization. Great, I can start with just a single piece, a sign at a time. Tonight, as soon as the kids all go to bed, I'm gonna throw away all the things in the pantry that need to be thrown away. That's it. I don't need to worry about when I'm gonna do step two. I'm gonna do step one. What felt overwhelming or like it would never happen and it was causing so much pressure is now really straightforward and doesn't feel so overwhelming. Don't overgeneralize in your mind. In fact, somebody just the other day messaged me in response to the podcast episode I did recently about money. And she said, you know, I heard your message about money and I just felt like that'll never work for me and I'm not smart enough to do that. The overgeneralizing was incredible, and I said to her, this is where you need to get more specific, because otherwise it just feels like doom. It feels like failure. It feels like there's not success that's possible for you. What do you feel like you're not smart enough for? What do you feel like wouldn't work for you? List it all out. Is that everything under the sun? Because it's okay if you think two or three or five or 20 things won't work for you, but there's two or three or five or 20 more. If there's something that you think you're not smart enough for, cool. There's things that I don't feel like I'm smart enough for. But that doesn't mean I'm not smart enough for anything. So get really specific. What are the things that I'm saying I'm not smart enough for? Be really specific. Do not overgeneralize. If you want to continue to feel like you're in a pattern of letting yourself down, feeling like a failure, guarantee one way to do it is to overgeneralize. Be specific. Break it down. Really break down what the pieces are, the components are. When you think you've broken it down to the simplest parts, break it down even further. There's always a step you can take. Make the step so small, it's impossible to fail. Really look at Do you have a plan or are you prepared? Those are not the same things. What would it look like to be prepared? What would it look like to be a little bit more prepared than you have been? Are there questions you need to ask about what it means to be prepared? Who will you ask? Are you asking for help where you need help? Are you asking for support? Are you trying to close loops where you feel like you need more information or you're confused about something? Break it down into small steps. Do not overgeneralize. Be as specific as possible. And don't continue to tell yourself that it would be silly or stupid to hire somebody to help you because really what's silly or stupid is trying to do it yourself the same way over and over again and being frustrated for seven years. I I can relate on the level of making changes with health because I just feel like it's been more challenging than ever to prioritize all the things I want to prioritize when I have three kids under three. And I'm here all day. It's not like I have the flexibility of, or not even the flexibility. I don't want to leave every day and like rent office space and be gone and drive to the gym on the way there and be gone all day. I don't want that. But there's, there's challenges that come with, having businesses and being home with your kids all day. And I was thinking recently about investing in this particular mastermind. And it was a an, a mastermind about financial investments. And I was like, yeah, you know, the mastermind is really expensive, but... If my returns are this, then it's worth it. And and I, I actually said yes to the mastermind. They sent me the contract and all the paperwork and I was ready to sign it. And then I had this moment of clarity where I said, you know what? The best place for me to spend my money that actually has the highest returns right now is on my health. Because it's easy to look at like, oh, well, this real estate investment would return this money and this, you know, it's very easy to measure. But at the end of the day, in terms of happiness, in terms of longevity, in terms of the impact on my kids and the impact on my marriage, the best place for me to spend that money is on things that are aligned with my health, because that has the highest return. And that's what got me thinking about, okay, what do I need to put in place to make it easier for me in this season with the realities of my life as it is now to take great care of myself. And I think we all need to think, even if it has nothing to do with money, in the way of like, what needs to change? What barriers do I need to remove? How can I break this down into a smaller piece? How can I be more prepared? Because there's a lot of information in our patterns of failure, in our patterns of letting ourselves down, that if we just use that information, we can move forward. I want to remind you too, totally free resource. It's a workbook on creating consistency that you can apply to your thoughts, to your excuses. It's completely free. You just have to go over to my Instagram to get it, at Elizabeth Benton. Open up one of my recent posts, comment with the word guide and then it'll go to you uh, via your DMs. Also, I talked about 10X Mindset that's coming soon, hopefully next month. You can get on the waitlist. I will put that link for the waitlist in the show description. And then lastly, wanna remind you guys that the Changemakers Journal is half the price that it has been, less than half the price. It used to be $49.99, and it was a physical hard copy journal that would be shipped to you. Now it is entirely digital. And it's only $19.97, $19.97. And that lasts you forever. You can reuse it over and over and over. You don't have to keep repurchasing it every three months like you did with the physical journal. So I'll link that up in the show description as well. But let's get more specific. Let's break things down into smaller pieces. Let's look at how we can be more prepared. And here's, here's the thing. If there is something that you are struggling with and you don't feel like the steps that I talked about today help with it, let me know. DM me on Instagram, tell me over in the Primal Potential Facebook group, email me, because I want to help you with that. So let me know what it is. I understand that the strategies we talked about today might not apply to your situation. So let me know what that is so that I can help you. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.